Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, May 11th, 2020. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, we want to send a wonderful Mother's Day wish out to everybody who celebrated on Sunday, whether you are a mother, a stepmother, a uh, adoptive mother, a mother figure, a maternal figure, anybody who has helped um, raise somebody, um, we want to send out our thanks and appreciation to them and for all of those people who uh, don't have mothers or don't have good relationships with mm-hmm. their mothers. We uh, want to tell you that's okay too. So yeah, uh, we see you. We see you. Um, I mean, not. I mean, this is a audio medium, so we don't technically see you, but you we understand. We speak what we're directly at you with <laughs> very little in the way of <laughs> you responding. And when you do, it's often not nice. But that's fine. We're, that's not what we're here wow. about. Um, maybe, maybe to you. <laughs> I'm Matt Tamanini hates you. <laughs> no. Yes, and if you That's have a problem with podcast. me, yeah, if you have a problem with me, email me directly at james at broadway. Yes. Yeah, was... <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, um, so I hope everyone had a wonderful day. I watched the uh, Broadway sings Mother's Day thing. Oh, I um, did too. With that Hello so Dolly bit. The Hello Dolly opening was Incredible. amazing. The, I fully gasped when yeah, all of them came up. Yeah, so good when they had the, the, the four dollies other than Bet, um, who yes. kind of opened the bit. <laughs> Bernadette, um, then, Donna Murphy, uh, Carolee, and who am I forgetting? Betty Buckley. Betty yeah. Buckley, yep. And then later on in the show, they had um, multiple people singing The Story Goes On, including Liz Calloway, who originated the song. They also had mm, Victoria Clark yeah. in there. Um, oh, they're wonderful. Laura and Linda Benanti, um, and then Anne Harada and Betsy Wolf, and um, very nice. Somebody else, I can't remember uh, who the other person was. But I didn't um, get to that bit, so I can't help you there. Yeah, but um, lots of good stuff. The Moulin Rouge uh, section was really fun. Um, so uh, watch that. That's not a technically a recommendation for the show, but but seek that out and watch that. Ah, but we're going to recommend it anyway. We'll yeah. recommend it at the start of the show and then recommend more things later. Yep. The other thing we're going to recommend here at the top is this week's uh, this week on Broadway, Iconic Mothers on Stage was the theme for this conversation between Peter, James, and Michael. Check Ooh, that nice. one out. All right, let's get into the news of the day. Despite the fact that last week we heard how the Broadway community was unceremoniously left off of Governor uh, Governor Cuomo's reopening advisory council, yesterday we or last week we learned that members of the Arts, Culture, and Tourism Council for Mayor Bill De Blasio's uh, reopening committee will include Broadway League President Charlotte St. Martin, Martin and Julia Levy, the executive director of the Roundabout Theater Company. In addition to the Arts Council, de Blasio has created sector advisory councils on labor and workforce, large business, and small businesses. Um, obviously, as we've talked about, Ashley, the theater community and large events, which I would assume would also include sports, and maybe like conventions maybe like stuff uh, like that yeah I, w- I would think so like i, I think I would, those i would those... imagine anything that pulls a significant economic impact and be a lot of people into one place is gonna get some representation but 
Yeah, I think I think those things that have the large groups are going to be the last to open. But having their voices now to start laying the groundwork for how that can happen is obviously something that is is very important, oh, especially yes. as the more we hear Governor Cuomo talk, the more we start to see the numbers of the states and municipalities that are reopening already start to skyrocket uh, again with their infected cases. Uh-huh. Um, I would think that this will last. I mean, I was on the pessimistic side when I originally said this could last until um, Labor Day. And now I think that is probably oh, simpler so times. far. Yeah, so simpler far beyond times. that. Uh, Man. I, I think uh, even a year from now could be um, optimistic. So we will have to see what happens. Um, but I'm glad that there is some Broadway and theater representation on that committee. Definitely. We also learned last week uh, from the BBC that all of the artists involved in the stage shows that the National Theater has been streaming on their YouTube channel now officially will be offered payment. The nominal nominal payment will apply to all of the productions that the National Theater has been streaming since April and will continue to stream. Now, of course, it's probably not a ton of money, but the theater has reached an agreement with Actors' Equity UK to pay, quote, all artists and creators involved in the streamed productions. Um, obviously, the National Theater continues to face its own financial difficulties, but they think it's yeah, important and- to make sure that they do this. So we appreciate uh, those efforts as well. Yeah, they've talked about those financial difficulties very recently, too, uh, saying that if we don't get any kind of support, we could be closed by the end of the year, which if you think about is just bananas for something as large as the National Theater. Yeah, I tweeted something out over the weekend and it was in response to the fact that the Guthrie Theater um, in Minnesota announced yeah. that they were dramatically reducing their season and their next season would be only three shows and it'll begin in March of 2021. Right. Right. Um, and yeah. I tweet I tweeted something out that just basically said this will not be the last theater to make this decision. And I think Broadway could be closed this long as well, which oh, listeners, yeah, you've heard me say this. But then... We, I said, we need governments to support art organizations. They employ hundreds and are major economic drivers for their cities. We need them ready when mm-hmm. it is safe for the show to go on. And that's what I think that the National Theater is probably much more likely to be the benefit of um, in terms of oh, yes, government yes. intervention than anything Absolutely. in the U.S. We've seen, you know. There was that whole hullabaloo over the Kennedy Center getting $25 million. Then Nikki Haley, you know, saying that all art stuff should be excluded from um, getting money in any kind of stimulus or recovery stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I think it'll be a long, hard road for some of the arts organizations in the United States to get the type of money that they need to stay open, which will be really sad. I mean, unfortunately maybe, true. Maybe they will uh, find ways to band together and you, you know, unite. I don't know, but it's uh, a, definitely a scary future. Absolutely. Unfortunately true. Speaking of some things uh, happening in London, though, this next piece of news seems a bit optimistic. Sleepless, the new musical based on the film Sleepless in Seattle, has been postponed, obviously, due to the extension of the West End's shutdown through the end of June. Sleepless was set to premiere in London on March 25th at the newly reopened Troubadour Wembley Park Theater. Now, the show is set to open August 25th and to run through October 3rd. Um, Mm. normally I would say, um, 
that some of the countries in Europe have handled this far better than the U.S., so that might be possible. However, I think based off of what we are seeing from the U.K. right now and when even people like Boris Johnson are talking about the need to mm-hmm. stay closed for a long yeah. time, I think this might be optimistic. And this is something, actually, that I think is – an interesting conversation to have. It doesn't really make mm. much difference, but do you think that there's a psychological advantage or disadvantage to making announcements like this and saying we will be back on August 25th, even if you oh, know that absolutely. there is a is yes. it is it better to do that and then have to cancel it or to get people optimistic? I... It's similar with like how Broadway has said we right, are closed exactly. through this date and. That doesn't necessarily mean they're coming back the next day. What that just means is this is when we're refunding tickets. But it does give the mind a trick as to this is when I'm expecting things, even if it's subconsciously, to return. Right, yeah. I mean, we've talked about that. And as you mentioned, Broadway doing that, even the dates that they give aren't optimistic as far as there's – starting off, there's no way that they would be able to reopen at that point. But even – there's nothing going to be reopened at the point that they start listing dates. So I think it's, I, it's a little bit of both. I would say, I think they're doing, you know, there's obviously negotiations and things that have to happen and are in place. And that's the reason why they're doing uh, these date releases and batches rather than just skipping ahead and saying, we're not going to be open until X amount of time. I think they would rather undershoot it and have to keep extending and at least give people some kind of hope that it's going to open sometime within, you know, the next few months, as opposed to say, well, we're just going to stay safe and not open until March 2021. I think by doing, if you did that, you would see a lot more people say, well, there's nothing we can do until then. What else can we do until then? Like, what level of quarantine can we break, essentially? My my thing about it is is that it, it not, I don't, don't just mean for theater or whatever or Broadway. Mm-hmm. I just mean in general. I think that there's a bit of a Lucy in the football factor, though. If you keep saying, yeah. we're going to be closed through this, or in the case of Sleepless, oh, we're going yeah, to have these dates here. And then you keep pulling the football back and Charlie Brown, all of us collectively swings and misses and falls on their butt like i think that there is a bit of an unintended consequence of if you keep postponing and posing in little chunks um that could have a negative effect when it is actually time and to mix my you know children's stories metaphors it could be like a boy who (laughs) cried wolf kind of thing like when you are finally ready people might be more hesitant because they've had the football pulled back on them more so i understand why like if we're going for broadway they're doing it because they they have to start refunding tickets once they cancel these production right. performances. Right. So they don't want to cancel more than they end up actually having to do. But I do wonder if there's a negative impact on the backside of this that people might be more hesitant than they would have been if they would have just known the date at the beginning, mm-hmm. which obviously is not yeah. necessarily even possible. But Well, actually, that is super disappointing. So what I have done in this next section, before we get to the feel-good recommendations, I have put together a number of stories that I think are going to make everybody really, really happy. The first one is the wonderful Tony winner, Ruthie Ann Miles, announced last week over the weekend, actually, that she had given birth to her daughter, Hope Elizabeth. Um, I think everybody knows the story that 
Ruthie Ann Miles and her family have uh-huh. gone through with losing yeah. um, one daughter in a hit and run accident um, and then also eventually losing the baby that she was pregnant with at the time. Um, she yeah. announced that she was pregnant again this past March and has now given birth in an Instagram post. Ruthie said, quote, Thank you, especially to the many of you who supported us in the aftermath of our of the crash, continually lifted us up in prayer, doused us with love, encouraged us. Let us be and grieve these two years and now rejoice with us in this new life. Um, she went on to say, we know Abigail Joy and Sophia would have loved being big sisters and are loving watching their family grow. Um, mm. I, I, I just God bless her. Uh, yeah. And her husband, Miles, and their new daughter, Hope. Um, just one of the best. And so lovely to see them be able to welcome a new addition to their family. It's truly the most light from the dark story that you can imagine. And My I'm goodness. just so happy for them. Yeah. All right. Next up, apparently, uh, Broadway favorite and Tony nominee Tony Yazbek played in part of a Poker Stars celebrity poker tournament. Yes. Um, yeah. Hank Azaria brought him into the tournament. And how they did it was is that Poker Stars would be making a donation to the winner of each individual um, uh, table. Like, I don't know, usually poker tables are nine people at a table. Mm-hmm. Tony Yazbek won his table. And cool. therefore, Poker Stars made a $10,000 do- uh, donation to Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS's COVID-19 Emergency Assistance Fund. Some of the other um, winners are Jack Black, Michael Ian Black, Ooh. no relation, Kevin Pollock, <laughs> Brian Cranston, Tony nominee, Brad ah. Garrett. Um, so lots of great folks in there. Um, look, I'm very just saying cool. my love for playing poker is very well known. If yes, Poker well Stars needs somebody else to sit in on one of their celebrity tournaments, if any real celebrities back out, let me know. I'm here for that. Celebrity, celebrity Matt having an A at the no, table. Celebrity interviewer. I've interviewed celebrities. <laughs> so I've, by you know, adjacently, you're a celebrity. That's how I it mean, works. I've interviewed Tony Yazbek. So, I mean, I think I'm exactly. there. So he was a Tony yeah. Morgan. You're, so. you're Twitter verified. Why I not? am. Absolutely. All right. So <laughs> moving on. Um, on Friday, uh, Slave Play playwright Jeremy O'Harris took to the tweeter machine to live tweet the newest episode of the CBS All Access oh TV God. show, The Good Fight. <laughs> As you might remember, the show, which stars multiple Tony winners, Christine Baranski and Audra McDonald, did an episode inspired by Slave Play. And I believe the, um, oh, what was the nickname that they talked talk back, back Tammy? Yeah, yeah the talk back <laughs> Tammy thing. And uh, so the the the, <laughs> the play in question in the show is um, earmuffs for the kids. It's a <laughs> cocksucker in chains. Yes. yes. So um, it's great. We have a Twitter thread uh, of the whole thing in the show notes if you want to check it out. Um, very very fun. I don't watch the Good Place. It's one, or the the Good Fight. Um, it's one of those things where I keep meaning to. Um, yeah. I want to just, catch up on it, so I might do it just for this. Just for the caliber yeah. of stars alone. I think the it, most I've seen of it is watching Jeremy's videos, because he was filming his reactions to things. And that was yeah, I mean, the most of the show that I've seen. I mean, I pay for CBS All Access. I should probably watch something on CBS uh, All Access. Maybe. I, ironically, ironically, I paid for CBS All Access because they broadcast some of the... Uh, World Series of Poker every year. I, so. That's what my guess was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that seems about right. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. So finally, in this section, Ashley, are you ready? Oh, I'm. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. On Saturday <laughs> night, I sent Ashley a text message and said, you "Did yes. quote Are you sitting down?" Yes. And, and I she was. was in fact, I was, was worried. There's a, little, a bit of uh, preface a bit. Usually Matt will text me with, are you sitting down? Or do you love me if he has something for me in like the form of a yes. recording or bootleg or something? I, so, what, a what? A, a what? A, I, don't, uh, I don't know what those things are. I know. Who'd have thunk? But uh, a text of, are you sitting down, usually means some kind of Sondheim-related danger. Well, not danger, but it was Sondheim-related because I sent her a link to Instagram.com slash Real Sondheim. <sighs> Folks, Stephen Sondheim is now a verified Instagram user. Instagram this is not influencer Stephen Joshua yes. Sondheim. Yeah, this is not one of those things where it's just some rando posing at Sondheim. This is a verified account, although I would imagine that his husband is actually running it. I would, um, yeah, I would guess so. <laughs> yeah, um, it, the only thing that is up there as of now is a picture of a blank white canvas, <sighs> which seems as poetic as it so could be. So many possibilities. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> it, his profile says Stephen Sondheim, and under it where you normally put a bio, it just says... He pins demon hits, which I did not. I mean, I thought, oh, that's a Sondheim, you know, Sweeney Todd kind of reference until um, Robbie Rizal pointed out that it is, in fact, an anagram for Stephen Sondheim. And of I course. think once I saw yeah. that, like, I feel like I've heard that before. Uh, uh, but nonetheless, Stephen Sondheim is on Instagram. I mean, in between him and Patty mm, Lapone on Twitter, yes. like, I, what more, what more does this please. world need? It broke me. I have to say, <laughs> it just completely broke me. I was I was in a three hour Skype call with one of my friends, and I just lost the ability to speak. Yeah, I mean, I think that seems quite logical. That seems quite on brand. I yeah, I I can't wait to see what he brings to Instagram. <laughs> I mean, look, if I, he I, is. <laughs> If he is uh, going to try to compete with Patty, and Patty takes people down to her basement, video tours, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think. I mean, mm. we all know what's <laughs> down in Sondheim's basement. So, anyway, moving on, uh, we we are in our recommendation section, and I want to uh, first talk about a new web series uh, that comes from a ton of Broadway stars. It features Faith Prince, Brandon Uranowitz, Lindsay Nicole Chambers, Isabella McCullough. Charlie Pollock, Tad Wilson, and more. It is uh, written by a uh, good friend, former Tommy Moore guest, Ellen Marie Marsh, and Gavin Lodge. It is um, about Skype calls. Um, uh, <laughs> this is the, the best description. It's kind of like The Office, but with Skype calls, which is called Gallery View, which is a Skype or uh, a Zoom <laughs> Uh, a Zoom term, but it takes place at White Star, the 11th largest toilet paper company in New England, which (laughs) it's very funny. The first couple episodes are out. Uh, They're just about 10 minutes long. Very funny. Um, It's perfect for this time of video conferencing. So check that out. Another recommendation I want to uh, bring up is if you follow me on Instagram or Twitter, Twitter, maybe both. Um, a week or so ago, I posted a video that Zoe Bell, who's an Australian stunt woman, who basically, if you've seen 
anything with a tall, sometimes blonde woman doing action sequences, chances are it's Zoe Bell. She posted a video of um, her and a bunch of friends that she's done stuff with, some stunt women, some actresses. Um, basically getting into a fight via social distancing where one would throw a punch and then they would cut to somebody else and they would take the punch and then do something else and kind of like pass it along. So it was great. So much fun. And like, I just went through my head and was like, oh, I know who that is. That's the connection that they were in death proof together and all this stuff. So, um, (laughs) uh, Apparently, some Broadway actors uh, led by uh, Katie Goffman decided, hey, we're going to do it. So they did their own Broadway mm-hmm. version of it, which is great, um, including some of the people in it are Kelly Devine, choreographer Kelly Devine, Megan Sakura, Natalie Joy Johnson, uh, Nadia Quinn, again, Lindsay Nicole Chambers, Christine Dwyer, mm-hmm. Kate Rockwell, Jenna Lee Green, Kristen Hange. Uh, Tiffany Engen, again, Ellen Marie Marsh, uh, Nika Graf Lanzaroni, Carissa Hoagland, T. Boyich, um, awesome. Sarah Jenkins, Anne Bramell. It's a lot of fun. And both of them, both this one and the actual stunt person one, promised a second episode, so to speak. So check those out. Tons of fun. Oh, Angie Schwarer is in this one as well. Um, so very fun. Just cool, creative stuff. And um, I love them. So I, lo- I love both of these things. So check them out. All right, Ashley, one last thing we want to close the show out with. Normally on Mondays, we talk about this week's theatrical schedule. But obviously, there ain't no theatrical schedule to talk about. So what we decided to do is yeah. moving forward, we will replace it with this week's online theatrical schedule. So uh, we'll each kind of mention two or three things. And of course, you can always go to CurtainTimes.com for the complete list that is regularly updating as new things are announced. So Ashley, why don't you start us off? Yeah, obviously, the first thing I'll be looking forward to this week is Classic Stage Company's Classic Conversations. They are That'll be hosted by John Doyle. They are currently focusing on their postponed production of Assassins. So this week, they're going to have Eddie Cooper, who I love. I've seen him in several city center, off-center productions, including Little Shop of Horrors. And he'll be playing the proprietor in Assassins. That will be on Thursday, May 14th at 6 p.m. via Facebook. And then on the 15th, 54 Below at Home will be broadcasting one of its many, many, many Joe Iconis and family shows. This one is from May of last year and features family members and special guests, including Nick Blameyer, Krista Rodriguez, George Salazar, Annie Golden, and more. That's 6.30 via 54B's YouTube channel. And also on the 15th, live from Lincoln Center, we'll stream Dominique Morisot's Pipeline, which was staged in 2017, directed oh. by, I know, directed by Liliana Blaine Cruz and stars Karen Pittman and Amir Smallwood. I didn't get a chance to see it when it was on stage, so I'll at least be thrilled to see it from the comforts of home. That will be Friday at 5.30. And a couple of other picks. The new group is having its latest Why We Do It conversation with the ever-great Bobby Cannavale on the 13th at 4.00. And then Playing on Air, which does short audio plays, will be presenting June Weddings by Barbara Hammond. And that's going to star Marissa Tomei, Michael C. Hall, and Alfredo Narciso. That is Sunday at noon. So definitely all of those. I've been kind of behind on theater streaming things, but it's a really good week for me to like actually get caught up on and start watching things again. 
Yeah, um, I'll just hit a couple of, of other things. Monday uh, today at noon, no, I'm sorry, at 2 p.m., uh, Andrea Burns is guest hosting the 2 p.m. Stars in the House, and she's oh, going to nice. be joined by Jason Robert Brown and Georgia Stitt. I spent Amazing. some time to listen to Georgia's new album over the weekend. It is fantastic. Mm. Um, so obviously, go back in the feed. James talked to Georgia about that. So I would highly recommend that. Then throughout the week, the Irish Repertory Theater is going to be oh, doing yeah. a um, uh, is going to be presenting their production of Molly Sweeney. Um, mm-hmm. It will be a like a, a zoom read uh, but they will be reprising the roles from their 2011 production and then um beginning on the 16th that's saturday and then running through the 24th on sunday the seacoast repertory theater is going to be making their production of the marvelous wonderettes available um so recommend you check those things out if you buy a ticket to the marvelous wonderettes make sure that you watch it on time because i've done a couple oh, of those where i uh, forget to or don't have time to watch them so it's very difficult and it again, is. it's very difficult to keep track of everything. So, yeah. or things are doing, you know, multiple things simultaneously. And mm-hmm. I just don't have enough time. You would think yeah. I would have enough time having nothing else to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, either way. Um, we recommend that. Of course, head over to curtaintimes.com if you want to check out all of those uh, performance times. All right, that is all that we have for today. Thank you so much for starting your week with us here on Broadway Radio. You can check us out at uh, patreon.com slash broadwayradio. And you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at no, this is Ashley. All right, have a wonderful Monday, everybody. And we'll be back in some form or another to talk to you tomorrow. I believe James is going to be having a very timely interview coming to you in tomorrow's Mm -hmm. episode, so stay tuned for that. Mm